0: Have you fallen out of love with jiu Welcome to Beauty and the Gi, the podcast about jiu and so much more, even love today. It's all about love and jujitsu. I'm Jen Eads, a blue belt full of curiosity and questions about jiu and so much more. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt obsessed with jiu So just because you're obsessed, does that mean that you've ever not fallen out of love with jujitsu? No, I definitely have.
1: Actually, Risser asked me the other day, would you still say you're obsessed with (laughs) jujitsu? I would say you are. Yeah. I think I get obsessed with different parts of it, right? Like I'd say mostly I'm obsessed with the community. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's very true. You know, I'm not obsessed in the way that I'm like watching instructionals constantly or you know, not missing an ADCC match or anything like that. I'm just obsessed with our jujitsu, you know, like Uh I'm obsessed with my people and training and um, getting to go other places and train and meeting new people and really a lot of the community aspect of it. So tell us about a
0: time... Tell me about a time. Oh, there have been so many.
1: <laughs> I mean, really, you know, yeah. like we we talk about like I first started training in 99. <laughs> um, most of our listeners probably weren't even born mm. yet. So the late 1900s. <laughs> the late 1900s. I started jujitsu in the late 1900s. Um, I had to wear blooms or whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I've definitely had many times. You know, there's an episode if you go back about the time I almost quit. Oh yeah, um, because of being bullied really Mm -hmm. badly uh, by teammates. So there's definitely that 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 definitely made me fall out of love with jujitsu. Yeah, and then there have been times where you know injury or just feeling like I was stale. You know, just there have been so many times when you have been doing jujitsu for any amount of time. I would say. Any amount of time, two years or more, you're like, maybe in the first two years, you're just kind of in the honeymoon phase. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. But I think anyone that's done it more than two years has had a point where they've been like, do I want to keep doing this? Mm-hmm. No. How about you? Have you ever fallen out of love with jiu
0: I have. A time or two. A time or two. And or, or 10. 10.
1: <laughs> or 10. <laughs> See, guys, it's
0: normal. It's okay. It's okay. And I'm... Five years. Like, we're right around the five-year anniversary mark. Yeah, yeah. It was in November. Do you know what the date was? No, and I tried to look it up a couple weeks ago, and I couldn't find it. But I know it's, like, right around now. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to try and find that. But here I am. I mean, I've worked through it. Yes. So the first time, the first time I fell out of love with jujitsu. The first time
1: (laughs) I looked into your eyes.
0: Uh Oh, sorry. For me, I'm pretty sure the first time I fell out of love with jujitsu was out of just frustration. What do you mean by that? Just feeling like it's never going to click. Like I'm never going to get, I keep showing up. I'm trying, you know, I'm showing up three or four times a week. I'm committed. I'm taking notes and it still just isn't sticking in my brain. Yeah. So why is it, you know, I can drill, but then... I go to roll with someone and it's like, I've never done jujitsu a day in my life. And I have a habit of beating myself up. Yeah, And it's like, why would I, why do I want to do this if I'm feeling miserable? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great point. How'd you get past that? I just kept showing up. Just kept showing up. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Having a podcast helped. (laughs) Honestly. This was huge accountability for me. And I think, it goes back to community, the community, my friends, my training partners, because I liked seeing them more than getting mad and pouting, even though I would, you know, pout on the way home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you knew that it was something that was good for you, right? Like,
0: just, you know, you're, you're getting up
1: and you're moving and you're doing things you know, we've got John in our class four days a week, mm-hmm. 69 years old. Yeah, And he's like, you know, the main thing is I just want to keep moving. Yeah, Like right now he's at a point where he doesn't care if he improves or not. He yeah. just wants to come in and make sure that he's getting exercise in and yeah. he likes the community of it. You know, yeah. he says he'd rather come in and, you know, get beat up by us or, <laughs> or beat us up, <laughs> um, <laughs> than go sit at the, Restaurant with all the other old (laughs) Ben. Right.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. That makes so Um, much sense. And I wasn't going to go out and jog. No. Certainly not. (laughs) I wasn't going to (laughs) run. So this is it. This is my... But that's a big piece, that movement and knowing this is the only exercise I really like. Yeah. The only thing you're running is your mouth. Right. (laughs) A lot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So definitely the frustration, like feeling like it's not clicking or... Feeling like you're getting tired of getting beat up, like any of that. I think finding other things that you're in it for is kind of the answer to that, right? Mm -hmm. Like for the movement, for the exercise, for the health aspect, for the community. Like I think finding reasons that you do jujitsu other than just, I want to go in and beat people up. Right.
0: Which really was never the reason I started anyway. No,
1: exactly. So. Yeah. So I think that's a good fix for that is like really thinking about the different reasons. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about the first time I really thought about quitting. Actually, I'd say the first time would be any of the times in the first decade that I trained where I wasn't training consistently. Mm -hmm. I was working multiple jobs, trying to keep our gym open. So I really wasn't consistent. And so there was never really a love for it. I was Uh really only doing it out of obligation. You know, like I did it because there was another woman on the mat, not because I liked jujitsu necessarily. So finding my own love for it. And that came with training more often instead of just training a couple times a month or once a week or anything like that. Once I really started doing it more consistently, I then started learning jujitsu, which helped me fall in love with it.
0: That makes sense. So I think if you're inconsistent, it's easy to not enjoy it. So how did you get to the point as you are working multiple jobs and, you know, having a life outside of jujitsu? How did you get to the point where you committed to like, no, I really, I need to be here? Or did you just want to be there at that point?
1: For me, it was A change in my life at the time. So um, it was more that we got a business coach. Uh So for the first eight years of running our business, we were just flying by the seat of our pants. We had no idea what we were doing. Did you not have a game plan? Yeah. Zero game plan. Um, We thought our game plan was if you build it, they will come. Oh, right. right. plan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I saw that movie. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, (laughs) but I know the reference. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think that was our only real game plan and getting a business coach enabled us to you know actually start making some money with the business enough to mean I didn't have to work three jobs. I was still working, but I wasn't working three jobs because right. at that time that's what I was and I was doing that to keep the gym open which meant training just felt you know when do I fit that in? Yeah. So once I was able to quit a couple of the jobs <laughs> and only have one job I was able to then also get on the mat a little bit more. So for me, it came as making it a priority to fix the things in my life that were broken, which for us was our finances, Mm -hmm. um, so that I could get on the mat more. So then going into that second time, I mean, that boils down to bad training environment.
0: Yeah. You know, like I had teammates bullying me. That's fun, right? (laughs) (laughs) What, you don't want to train in that environment? I know,
1: so weird. I mean, they were literally telling me I had no business being in our gym. Yeah, it it was a a wild time. (laughs) Go back and listen to that episode if you want. We'll try and find the number so you could put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll put a link to that. But, you know, there's, there's two basic things you can do with a bad training environment. I guess three, but I don't like the third one as much. One, I... We were in control of that, right? So we were able to remove those people from our gym.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um if you don't have that control, you know, like maybe you can go to your coach and hopefully they'll do the right thing. okay? As a coach, when other people have bad training environments in my gym because they have some sort of issue, I remove that problem. I've kicked multiple people out of the gym, even people I love dearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you are creating a bad training environment, That's a priority, I guess. So if you have that option, either you kick them out or you go to your coach and and get it fixed. The other option is you go train somewhere else. Yeah. You know, if if that's not the right environment for you, find a place that is. And then, you know, the third one that I didn't like as much is uh, you quit jujitsu. Right. And that's sad. Yeah. We
0: don't want that. We don't want that. We don't. What about when you start a new relationship and you're all in love? Oh, and there's nothing else in the world.
1: <laughs> right? All I see is my new love and not right. jujitsu. <laughs> right. I see this constantly, you know, like people get into new relationships and mm-hmm. then we don't see them at all. They basically ghost. You're right. Um, and then maybe, you know, either they settle into their relationship and they come back or they break up and they come back or whatever. But it happens a lot where people just get enamored with something else or someone else. Hold on. But I think remembering who you are is part of who that person fell for is important too, right? So, you know, who I am as a jujitsu person, like that is me. That is who I am. That is part of my identity. So if somebody fell in love with me, they fell in love with part of that identity. So not letting that go because of the new relationship. Mm -hmm. Does that make
0: sense? It does. And- I think back to when I was in love. I mean, I still am.
1: <laughs> That's good. Let me let me just
0: rephrase that. But when it was new and I just didn't want to be anyplace else. Yeah. So yeah. maybe you invite them to come train with you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, like when Rissa and I first got together, it was sometimes hard to go train, even though we used to train together constantly, <laughs> right? It was just like, oh, but we could just stay here and snuggle, you know? Right. Like, doesn't get that, that sound nice? Or we can go snuggle on the mat and you can try to rip my arm off. Uh, okay. Also an option. <laughs> also an option. So, you know, like sometimes it takes a little bit of time to figure that out, adjust your schedule accordingly, you know, but I think that you'll get there. I think you just have to remember that it's something that you also love. That's one of your loves of your life. Yes. And um, maybe they can be a part of it
0: too. Mm-hmm. Balance, moderation. Yeah. Okay. So what happens when it's an injury that has caused you to fall out of love with jujitsu? Jitsu? So I think we both have a little bit of experience with this. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. So tell me about yours first. Well, my injury was not actually jujitsu related, which is very exciting. But I did end up having shoulder surgery first from a stupid injury.
1: (laughs) I will tell you, I find far
0: more stupid injuries than jujitsu injuries. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. But just having that shoulder surgery and. It was like when you're off the mat for a while, you're like, oh, Wait, I have all this time back in my life. Even the last couple weeks I've been off the mat because I had a tooth pulled, which was a really good time. <laughs> and then my wife Beth had knee replacement surgery, so I've also been being a nurse. Right. Was motivation to get back on the mat. <laughs> I think it's really good for both of us when I'm training consistently <laughs> turns out. But it's like I have wait, I have all this time back in my day. And that can be kind of tempting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's not the drive time, there's not the training time. So, yeah, I can see that.
0: But what brings you back? I miss my friends. Yeah. (laughs) And because I know I need that physical, that movement and that activity. Yeah. If not, I'm just going to sit behind my desk with all of those extra hours. It's not like I was out walking or doing something else that might have been good and healthy for me right I was working right yeah yeah how often
1: do we replace jujitsu with something of equal value (laughs) you know yeah that's so true a lot of times we just like oh well you know morning class is just like oh just sleep in or yeah you know night class is like oh I'll just sit around and watch tv you know like it's it doesn't feel like most of the time we replace it with something that is also good for us. Now I'm not saying that taking a break on occasion isn't good for you. Right. But just as a whole. Yeah. um, And you know, I've had a few surgeries, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) a couple for my foot, couple for my neck, the foot thing actually was a jujitsu injury. And then I walked on a broken foot for two and a half years for me. Like those were like the major injuries that kind of took me off the mat or, you know, like throat surgery and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was still so obsessed with jujitsu. I didn't want to even miss a class. Yeah, You know, I think most of my um, surgeries, I'd be out maybe the week, you know, probably not. And I'm back on the mat, like doing what I can or taking notes or, you know, like watching just anything um, to stay a part of it. Mm hmm. I've had, you know, a lot of neck and back issues, again, not from jujitsu, um, from like car accidents and stuff like that. And, um, I would say that like, when that flares up, I get down about my jujitsu. Um, you know, there's, there's that moment of like, will I ever get to be good at jujitsu again there, you know, like, but I don't think that I've had an injury that has taken me out that has made me not want to train. Mm -hmm. But like, I know a lot of people that have injuries that it then makes them gun shy. Yeah. And I've seen injuries that have made me gun shy, you know, like, somebody getting their knee busted in a takedown or something then makes me nervous about doing takedowns. Mm -hmm. So just from the third party, it makes me nervous. So I'm sure if you got hurt in jujitsu, it's easy to be like, Oh, that's, that seems scary now. But I also think it's kind of like that. Get back on the horse, right? You know, like if you never get back on the horse, that's always going to be a fear. So you just have to like ease yourself into it, trust your training partners remind them to go slow, remind them to protect you. I think that's kind of the key, you know, and don't be off the mat so much that you've gotten out of the habit. Still come in. Even if you can't train, come in and watch, come Mm -hmm. in and take notes, come in and be a part of the community. Like I think
0: staying in the habit helps you to
1: stay in love with it too. Yeah. It was
0: so good for me to come to class the one day, and I was only there because we had to podcast. Yeah. See, the podcast keeps me doing <laughs> jujitsu or at least showing oh, up to
1: class. I feel like we're telling everyone to be our podcast competition here. We're like, everyone should
0: start a podcast. It keeps you doing jujitsu. Exactly. <laughs> Do it. The more the merrier. <laughs> but it it really does. It does help. And mm-hmm. I remember being a little gun shy after my shoulder surgery. I was yeah. like, I did not want an arm bar on that shoulder. (laughs) Yep. But it's just communication. And like you said, trusting having those training partners that are looking out for you. And I think that made a huge difference. Yeah. Have you ever fallen out of love with jujitsu because you thought you just sucked at jujitsu? Definitely. I don't know that I've, I was asking for a friend
1: too. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know that it's made me like, fall out of love, but definitely um, made me question it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. do I belong here? Do I, should I be doing this? When I started jujitsu at the time, it was my uncle that was my chiropractor and he said, what in your physical history makes you think this is a good idea? You know, like (laughs) i had been dealing with the back issues and stuff and he was just like, why, why would you do this? And there've been lots of times where I've questioned, can I be good at jujitsu? Can I be a good coach? Can I be a good leader because I can't do things I could do 20 years ago? Or, you know, like, um, so I don't know that I would call it falling out of love with it, but just feeling like I wasn't good enough for it. And not, you know, like not in the way that I don't have the knowledge or whatever, but just that, um, you know, could I be a good coach with the body that I'm in?
0: Oh, interesting. Luckily for me, I wasn't training 20 years ago, so I have nothing (laughs) to compare it to because I can say I'm definitely, my body is way better than it was five years ago before I started training. So I'm like, this is amazing. I need to keep coming back and doing this. Yeah. In those times when you felt, I wouldn't say out of love, but maybe not super enamored. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in my relationship with jujitsu, it's a lot like (laughs) my relationship with Beth. Like there are days we love each other undoubtedly, always. But there are days that we might not like each other
1: very (laughs) much.
0: (laughs) Like just get there today, tomorrow's
1: another day. Yeah. So how do you how have you worked through those? I mean, honestly, I think what I just said in a joking (laughs) manner, but it's true is like tomorrow's another day. Yeah. Right. Um, it goes back to that, like never quit on a bad day. Oh yeah. Like if, if you just got beat up all day and like, just feel like you're trash at jujitsu, why are you even doing this? And you're just doing that drive home. like, whatever crying in the shower or whatever it is. um, You just, all of it, (laughs) all of it sometimes. Right. You just don't quit that day. Right. Like um, you can only quit after a good day. And if you keep that in mind, then, you know, when you have a good day, you never want to quit. No, you're like, (laughs) I am awesome. And jujitsu is awesome. Yes. Yeah. And you know, like that, I know I'm a good instructor, but there have only been a handful of days where after rolling, I'm like, I'm I'm actually pretty good at jujitsu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, what, what does that feel like?
1: It's very rare, so it's it's like catching a leprechaun. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think just knowing that tomorrow's another day, it's okay to get beat up, and it's okay to be bad sometimes. Um, in fact, if you're not bad at times, you're not improving. True. Um, I heard a this is secondhand. I was told this, I didn't overhear the conversation, Um, but I heard someone high rank say, you know, like once you are like high blue into purple, you should never be tapped by someone lower than you. You should never have your guard passed by someone lower rank than you. And I was just dumbfounded at that mentality, right? Like if I don't have First of all, I'm the only black belt in our gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I never got tapped and never got my guard passed by someone lower than me, I'm not doing things to improve. Right. That means I am a game all the time and never working on all of my jujitsu. Mm-hmm. It also means that I'm not um pushing the people underneath me to be better. Yeah. Right? Like rising tide raises all ships. I get better because you get better. So if I start playing a guard that I'm not as good at, and you pass my guard, I have to get better at it, right? Yeah. Um. So it's gonna make both of us better, and as I get better, you have to work harder to pass it. And um, it also to me feels like it increases the chances for injury because then you're like, you're lower rank than me. You shouldn't be able to arm bar me, and then you're getting hurt. Yeah. Or you know, like you're getting neck cranked or whatever because you're sitting in a choke forever and. You know, you're like, well, you can't, you can't choke me. You're lower rank than me. Yeah. It's just so weirdly toxic. I don't believe that. I think that people below you should be able to pass your guard at times or submit you at times. And, and if they're not, you're not improving. Right. So where did this start? I'm improving
0: so much.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, it's the only way
0: to improve. It's the only way that you're, you're not working your A game constantly. Yeah. Like, even I was trying to work stuff today, and it was a hot mess the first time, but yeah. it did start to get, get better. better. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic.
1: That's yeah. how it should be.
0: It made me love jujitsu. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've done a full episode on this that I will put links to in the show notes about comparison being the thief of your jujitsu joy. Yes, but have you ever had that? Have you ever compared yourself and then been like, mm, screw this. I'm done. I don't love jujitsu anymore.
1: I don't think I've been like, screw this. I'm done. But you know, it's, you definitely compare yourself mm-hmm. or compare, you know, your outcomes or, you know, like you think you should be promoted or, you know, like it yeah. definitely it's human nature. Um, I'm sure I've told the story before on the podcast, but when I was a, Blue belt, I got second at Master Worlds and I won multiple matches to get there. It wasn't like there was me and one other girl. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, I think I won three matches to be second. So it was a good yeah. size bracket. What and- was that like? <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, yeah, a big bracket and everything. Um, But the following week in class, the coach says, pulls out a purple belt out of his jacket. And I'd been blue for a few years at that point. And he was like, all right, this is going to the person that got second at Master Worlds this last weekend. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting my purple belt. And then it was like, so and so, not uh. me. <laughs> and it was just like, uh, oh, OK, uh, OK, all right. You know, like it does kind of hit like hard, like even though like me and that person were not the same at all. We weren't, yeah. you know. Nothing about us was the same other than we were both blue belts and we both got second at Worlds. But it was like my coach didn't even recognize I had gotten second. And so it's really hard. Like there are times when you just can't help but compare yourself. Um, Like what did he do that I didn't do? What did, you know, like, but at the end of the day, it is everyone's journey on their own. It's your journey alone. And if you have a good coach, they're judging you by you Mm -hmm. um there's an extent where i you know think a little bit about like you know this is my expectation for blue belts and this is um what i expect you to be able to do by the time you're purple or something like that so there are some expectations with that um but I'm not going, well, this person can do that and you can't. So you should be lower rank than them. Yeah. Like, But you can do all these other things that they can't. So it has to be individual. I think comparing ourselves to others is human nature. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to help. But I think the moment you notice you're doing it, you have to stop. You have to reframe. Mm-hmm. Goes back to, I'm not your competition. They are not my competition. We are in this together. We may compete against each other, but as far as that, it, you're not competition with each other. Yeah. So you can't let it be like, well, I shouldn't do
0: jujitsu because I'm not as good as this person. Yeah. That doesn't sound like any fun at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it steals your joy. Right. <laughs> yeah. No wonder you don't want to go to
1: class. Exactly. Exactly. So you just have to know... and. And you'll see it sometimes where like you're better than somebody and then they're better than you and then you're better than them and then they're better than you. Like it just does this like leapfrog thing. Mm -hmm. And so you can't compare yourself to that person as far as like what your abilities are. Yeah, You just know, all right, they've stepped up their game, you know, like it's time to step up mine because I'm tired of them passing my guard or I'm tired of them. Bow and arrow choking me here. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm tired of getting head and arm choked, whatever it is, right? Oh my God, it's all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think another way that people can kind of fall out of love um, or feel frustrated, maybe not fully fall out mm-hmm. of love, is just like when you are doing what your coach tells you to and you don't want to be. <laughs> and what I mean by that is like, you know, we we have A guy who's very good at offense, but not very good at defense. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he's like, what do I need to work on to get to the next level? And I was like, defense, honestly, like you've been so good at offense. You haven't had to be defensive. Mm -hmm. And so when you go against people that are also good, your defense sucks. Yeah, right? yeah. So, you know, like, so then you're starting rounds under mount, you're starting rounds under side control mm-hmm. and you're, you know, like putting yourself in bad positions. And so it, it can be easy to be doing that and go, man, I suck at jujitsu, but it's not that you suck at jujitsu. It's that you were put in a place of suck. Yeah. So just like recognizing <laughs> that, like, you know what, if I have a round where I can do whatever I want, I'm actually good at jujitsu. Yeah. But when I have to start in these bad places that I don't like, mm-hmm. it sucks. Yeah. So oh, it does. Yeah. It's just that recognition, I think. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like it's getting too much, if you feel like because of that, you're starting to fall out of love with jujitsu,
0: mm-hmm.
1: have a talk with your coach and be like, okay, I've been doing this, but now I'm starting to hate jujitsu. What can I do to fix that? Yeah. And your coach, if they're a good coach is going to go, you know what? Maybe start one round under mount. And have rounds right. <laughs> that you can, you know, do your thing, you know, like, yeah. I think being able to mix it up. One of our girls, Kelly has been, you know, training for competition and she gets bored, mm-hmm. which makes sense, yeah. right? You, when you're doing your competition game plan for quite some time, yeah, you get bored. So on Thursdays, I said she could do whatever she wanted, like mm-hmm. go ahead and do, you know, toe holds and heel hooks and things yeah. that you're not allowed to do in Your division, yeah. (laughs) Like just one day a week, pick a training time that, like, you just go and be the (laughs) hoshin.
0: Have some fun, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a big piece of it too. Is if you're not having fun with it, if it's always like so serious, yeah. That, I mean, at least for me, yeah. That's not why I'm doing jujitsu, and I think a lot of it comes back to why did you start. What do you want out of it? And how can you get back to that? Yes. Yeah. I will say sometimes you just get burnout.
1: You feel like it's the same thing over and over, day in and day out. In times like that, you have a few options. Like one, maybe just take a break, mm-hmm. take a few days off, or change up your game plan entirely. We're actually going to do this thing next month we'll do it Monday one week and Tuesday the next week and Wednesday the next week, you know, so all of December. And we're going to have people pull naughty or nice um, <laughs> out of like a stocking or something. And if you get naughty, you have to do everything on your bad side that whole day. Oh my God. So just like a fun way to like change it up. And like during Easter, we we do Easter egg hunts and um, there's like a a thing in each egg that'll say like you know, a Kimura, or it'll say wrist lock, or you know, like whatever mm-hmm. it is. And so then you're trying to hit that in every round. So it just kind of gives like some playful aspect, but some different things that maybe what you normally would go for. Right. Um, and then do things like go to a seminar, go to a camp. I cannot tell you the amount of people that do the survey after camp, after indie base camp, and they're like, I was really burnt out. I was ready to quit jujitsu. And mm-hmm. then I came this weekend and fell in love with jujitsu all over
0: again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think get out of your norm, whatever that is, and make jujitsu fun again.
0: I feel like that's a bumper sticker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe that's our merch.
1: Yeah, exactly. We sticker. are coming out with Beauty and the Gi merch. At least a sticker to start with. Uh-huh. But yeah. Start small.
0: Must start small. Dream big.
1: If you if you have merch that you would love to see from Beauty
0: and the Ghee, we'd love to know what you'd like from us. That would be incredibly helpful. Yeah. 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 And as you know, we love to hear from you. So find us on Instagram at Beauty and the Ghee podcast. And I'm hanging out there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go. And if this is your first time joining us for the podcast, we do have a starter pack for you of some of our favorite episodes. The link to that is in the show notes. I think I might have even made a Spotify playlist for that. Ooh, Very fancy in the Spotify. So fancy. And make sure if you are listening in Spotify that you look for the question that we ask with each episode and answer it because we love hearing from you. If you have questions, if you've got a suggestion for a topic, let us know. Send us a DM. Yeah, that's great. I know class is over, but
1: I'm ready to go do (laughs) jujitsu. Me too. I feel fired up. Me too.
0: (laughs) We're going to go make jujitsu fun again. That's right. (laughs) All right, friends. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on the mat. Did you forget? That, <laughs> fully forgot. Yeah. Do you want to try that again? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you on, on the, the mat. mat. <laughs> Beauty and the Gee is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company. And brought
1: to you by Role Model Grappling. Make sure to check out our sleigh days, November 20th and 21st.
0: Ooh. Ooh.